Let's pray before we read. Lord, we do thank you for your word. As we read and listen to Psalm 100, please open our hearts and minds so that we might understand what you want to teach us. And we pray that we will be able to apply this to our day-to-day lives. Amen. So, if you're reading from Church Bibles, we're on page 604. Psalm 100, page 604. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all the generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much, Neil. Um, let's, um, let's pray before we look at this. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you would uh, fill us with joy as we hear um, uh, through this joyful psalm. And I pray that you would uh, uh, give me, um, uh, Lord, that I would honour you as I speak. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, Right, what a, what, a, what a great psalm. This is a psalm for everyone. Um, it says uh, in its title that it's a psalm for giving grateful praise. Um, and then it starts, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Um, and uh, for the Lord is good. And right at the end there, his love endures forever. It's a joyful and a happy psalm. Um, but the first thing, as I say, that I want to say that it is a psalm for everybody. Um, no matter how clever or gifted we are, no matter where we live, and no matter when we live. Can I ask you some questions? I want you to put your hand up if you learned to count to ten before you could say thank you. Anybody learned to count to ten before they could say thank you? Not seeing any hands. Okay. We, we, most of us, we know how to say thank you, don't we? We learn that really early. Pull your hand up if you learned to read before you could say, wow. Anybody? Right? So this is a psalm for saying thank you and for saying wow. Everybody can do it. Nobody is excluded. Um, and then, uh, oh, yes, there's another one. Uh, Put your hand up if you learn to sing in tune before you could shout. <laughs> I think there's one person in this congregation who may qualify for that, but certainly not more. Right, so most of us uh, learn to shout first, didn't we? So, um, so even, if you're, um, even if you're not good at reading or singing or maths, uh, sorry, uh, all of those things, you can do what this psalm says and nobody uh, is shut out here. 
And it's for everyone too, no matter where we are in the world. Shout for joy, all the earth, it says. Um, If I advance, or if somebody can advance for me, there's a a picture of the earth. It's actually um, only half the earth here. Um, So it's not quite faithful to the text, is it? People have been praising God. Uh, since uh, on a Sunday, since early this morning in New Zealand and uh, Fiji and places. Uh, they'll be praising him right up until uh, late this evening in uh, Alaska and Hawaii and places like that. All around the world, people are praising God. There's no continent shut out. There's no, pretty much no country shut out. Um, there's no uh, race shut out. Uh, there's no social class shut out. Everybody can praise God in the whole world. And so this psalm uh, is for everyone. And it's for everyone no matter uh, when in time. The Lord's love endures forever. And so he should be praised forever too. And here we are then, 3,000 years after the psalm was written, worshipping God, giving him thanks and praise. Uh, And in a few minutes, uh, we'll be singing through this psalm as well. Um, So the psalm's for everyone. Christianity is for everyone. And nobody is excluded. So what does the psalm actually say? Well, uh, zap again. Um, the psalm asks us to do two things. Um, it asks us to uh, uh, shout for joy to the Lord, there in verse 1, uh, and to enter his gates with thanksgiving, there in verse 3. Uh, and it gives us two good reasons for doing that. The Lord is God, uh, um, Probably that should have been verse... You know, anyway, that should have been verse 4. The Lord is God, verse 3, and the Lord is good, verse 5. So let's have a look at that uh, in a little bit more detail. Well, the first thing he says to do is to shout for joy. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. So what we have to do here is to worship the Lord uh, because we're full of joy and thanks and praise. And although we worship in song, it is a particular kind of singing, isn't it? It's, uh, it's not uh, in close harmony and perfect pitch, uh, like a choir. Uh, you can join in, uh, even if you can't sing nicely. Um, it's not brilliantly rehearsed, like a choir or a band. Of course, a band uh, do rehearse, and, uh, uh, and we like to sing songs that we're familiar with. But it's, uh, it isn't the point for it to be uh, fabulously finished, uh, like a, a performance that you would go and see. And it's certainly not a performance where you've got the performers on one side and the listeners on the other. We all participate. All of us are part of this. Um, and, uh, and, and it's about everybody, everybody's voices being heard. Um, and the reason why uh, we sing like this is, first of all, because... Uh, everybody can do that and secondly um, because there is actually something to sing about Uh, and that brings me to the first reason and that's here in uh, um, verse 3 know that the Lord is God Uh, it is he who made us we are his we are his people the sheep of his pasture so God is there that's good news it was terrible wasn't it listening to Billie Eilish uh, in, in, a, in a thinking that there is nothing beyond what you can see 
uh, in this world beyond what uh, in, in, we can detect with our eyes and our instruments in, in a material world. No, there is. The Lord is God. Um, he gives us uh, to our lives a meaning uh, and a purpose which we wouldn't have uh, if we were all uh, just the material world here. He made us uh, and, he, and he made the world around us. He made us like a craftsman, an amazing craftsman, making a fabulous work of art and engineering, you could say. Beautiful um, uh, construction in our bodies. Amazing uh, way that things work in the world. If you study physics or chemistry or biology, just to see how those things work. What a fantastic thing. What a master craftsman our God is. And, um, and that makes you want to say, wow. Uh, it makes you want to praise uh, the God who designed and made it. He looks after us too, like a shepherd looks after his sheep. Um, we're quite special sheep, actually. Um, uh, we're not on common land, we're on God's pasture, his pasture. The whole world belongs to our God. He doesn't share it with anybody else. And none of us can stray so far that he can't find us. He gives us life and lots of opportunities and interesting things to do. He gives us food and shelter and friends and family and lots of good things. And he gives us the opportunity to know him and understand him. So that's a good reason to uh, shout for joy to the Lord, to, to worship him. A second thing to do um, from the psalm here is to enter his gates. Verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise to his name. Well, um, we've seen uh, God being like a craftsman and like a shepherd. And now we see God like a king uh, living in a huge and impressive palace. And what we have to do is enter and come in, uh, come into that palace uh, to worship him. You're going to need to come in through the gates and then through the courtyards, and then you can worship God with those joyful songs um, that we were thinking about. So what does it mean to come into this palace? Well, I think when um, this, this psalm was composed, everybody would have thought about the temple. But I think for us as Christians, um, when we look at this psalm, I think it's probably best to think of gathering with your local church uh, or, meet, or meeting place, wherever it is, to worship God with other Christians. We can, of course, worship God in other places. Uh, and we can worship on him on our own. Uh, in fact, if you read through uh, the Psalms here, you'll see people um, praying and worshipping uh, in bed, uh, in the middle of a desert, uh, on the road through the mountains to Jerusalem, and all sorts of other places. And I hope that we do that. But there's something special about being together uh, in this uh, uh, palace, as it were, um, with other people praising um, uh, and thanking uh, the king. So as we look at this command, um, I would say the first thing to do is to actually enter his gates. Come to church. Uh, make it uh, a habit, because we're all here. But let's uh, remind ourselves to keep this and make this as a habit, uh, to bring uh, our praise and thanks to God on a Sunday alongside uh, other people doing the same. Uh, to do that with our family, to do that with our children if we can. Um, and as, as previously mentioned, there's certainly no minimum age here. 
um, and uh, uh, come in person. Um, something to think about that we never had to think about until recently. Uh, come in person, if you possibly can. Um, come in person. Um, uh, if you're listening on, online, have, a, have another think about this. Uh, if you're living in Chesham, um, uh, come here. We're not far away. Uh, if, we're living, if you're living somewhere else, um, try to find a church nearby, somewhere else. Go in person, enter God's, uh, through his gates, uh, in person there. Uh, if you're on holiday, uh, go and bless another group of God's people. Go and bless yourself by meeting with other Christians on holiday and uh, praising God there. Now, I know that some of us uh, can't do that. Maybe there are some of us who could do that if, we, if, if, we, if there was help. Uh, and maybe that's uh, something we could talk about. But come, come if you can um, uh, and join uh, God's people here. Um, there really is something special about being in a palace. Um, it takes uh, time to get through those gates and courts. Um, you can sort of begin to zone in as you make the journey. Uh, and, um, and you think about God uh, and you prepare yourself to worship him uh, as you do that. Um, I still remember the first time uh, that I visited the Palace of Versailles, uh, just outside Paris. It's an absolutely amazing place. The scale is just overwhelming. Um, and uh, it was designed to be, right? It was designed by Louis XIV, uh, who wanted you to very much know who was boss. And, uh, and you go in there and you've got time to think about that encounter as you go in. Uh, uh, it's amazing. I looked at it on Google this morning. And it wasn't the same thing at all. Uh, I could, uh, it was just a little picture on a screen that I could send away when I wanted to. So take that time to go in. And even actually, if you do have to do that at home, find a way to take that time to approach God um, and be ready to worship. Um, so uh, we have two things to do then, to worship God uh, and to come into his courts. And so far we've had one reason, um, because the Lord is God, a master craftsman, and a caring shepherd. And in the final verse, there's going to be another reason. But before I get to that, um, I want to deal with a question that many of us might have. What if we're thinking, um, actually, I don't feel like thanks and praise just now. Um, Maybe I've got, I can see there are huge problems in the world uh, and I've got problems of my own. Uh, and I can't uh, shout uh, for joy to the Lord. I haven't got any joy to shout with. Well, I think we all feel that uh, uh, very often. Uh, certainly I do. Uh, and what I would like to share with you is a few things that I found helpful uh, in dealing with that. Uh, the first one is actually, in a sense, just a piece of philosophy that you wouldn't really need to come to church to hear at all. But it's, it's, still, it seems um, that there is uh, uh, some wisdom in it. And that, that is that life has ups and downs. Um, and we should do both the ups properly and the downs properly. And even if they happen at the same time. Uh, we had a very uh, poignant instance of this, which many of you know about, only a few weeks ago, um, on... Uh, John Mark's wedding day, uh, my son's wedding day, um, where, where we had the joy of that wedding. And on the same day, my mum fell and 
uh, had a nasty fall and um, you know we spent the next several weeks in hospital or rehab and um, and so we had a, a, a huge up uh, and a huge down on the same day and in God's providence we were able in a way to do um, both of those properly we had to we enjoyed the day it was a beautiful day uh, though it started uh, Ed I think uh, asked us to think about and pray for my mum before he did the gathered here today bit it was a beautiful day and then of course we've we've had you know we've, we've been dealing with uh, the lows as well um, and uh, uh, but w- life is like that it's got both and you need to do both of them properly um, and so uh, well as Christians um, we do that in a particular way don't we we we, we bring those highs and lows to God um, Psalm 100 here is on a high. Uh, Shout for joy to the Lord. But if you read other psalms, it's just amazing how many different situations they bring to God. Let me read a few. Um, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Great personal joy in Psalm 34. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. Psalm 16. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. David speaking with relief about God dealing with his guilt in Psalm 32. As the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Um, a psalm is saying, I, I'm, I'm thirsty, I, I feel like I'm in a desert, I want to meet with God. Um, Be merciful to me, O God, for my enemies are in hot pursuit. Have mercy on me, O God. David again, because of his sins. And sometimes they they think not just about themselves, but about the whole world. Lots of psalms begin, praise the Lord. Lots of, at least two psalms begin, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Um, Then there are stresses in the world. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? Um, Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. And then there's prayer for justice. The Lord is a God who avenges. O God who avenges, shine forth. And then lament by the rivers of Babylon. Quite a lot of emotion in that one. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept. When we remembered Zion... So many people who have found themselves in exile have, have sung that psalm, haven't they, as, as lament. And Christians who, and, and the people of God who feel that, uh, that they've known better times. Such a range of emotions. And we bring them to God. Um, so bring your joy and thanks. Uh, like Psalm 100, come to church, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving. But bring your concerns too. Sarah brought many concerns in her prayers just now and, and we have concerns that we bring into our church uh, in worship uh, as well as in prayer and we can bring them all to God 
And th these are things that we have to do. Um, we, deal with, uh, we, we deal with the lows um, as well as the highs. And so there is some, there is some uh, merit in, in, in just, just that, that worldly philosophy of saying, let's, let's do them both properly. And it's fabulous that as Christians, we can do them both properly by bringing them to God. But you know what the best thing of all with the lows is? Is that God has actually dealt with the lows properly. He's dealt with them properly himself. Um, so if you look through the Psalms, what were those lows? Um, uh, a lot of them were about uh, a question, is, is God really there at all? Or are we really alone? Some of them are um, asking, uh, is there really an answer for evil and injustice in the world or for sin and guilt in my own life? And some of them are really asking, is there an answer for uh, sickness and decline and death? Those are the troubles that the Psalms are putting, isn't it? And um, we are here today because all of those questions are answered in Jesus Christ. That's why we're here as Christians. Is God really there? Jesus Christ was God in human form. And he demonstrated uh, that God is really there in so many different ways. Is there an answer to sin and guilt? Jesus brought forgiveness through the cross. We can come to him for that answer. Is there an answer to death? Jesus rose from the dead to give that answer. Is there an answer to evil and injustice? Jesus will come again and judge the living and the dead. And praise God for this. This brings us right back round um, to the final verse of our psalm, that the Lord is good and faithful. Come back, may we, to, to uh, uh, yeah, verse 5. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever, and his faithfulness continues through all generations. Isn't that amazing, that the Lord is good? Um, and when the world went wrong... He didn't just abandon it, uh, but he planned to save it. Um, his love endures forever. He's still carrying out that plan. And most of all, uh, he's faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? It means that when you make a promise, uh, you deliver on it. And there are lots of promises about Jesus uh, in the Bible, quite a few of them right here in the Psalms. Um, I won't read through the promises, but what I will say is that... Uh, after those promises were made, Jesus came, God in human form. Promise delivered, God is faithful. Um, he died on the cross to offer us forgiveness. Promise delivered, God is faithful. He rose from the dead to offer us life. Promise delivered, God is faithful. He sent his spirit to enable the gospel to spread through the whole earth. So that we could, in fact, sing this psalm and we could fulfill it. Um, that was a promise too, delivered in God's faithfulness. And uh, yes, we are still waiting uh, for God to come finally and deal with the uh, wickedness and the injustice uh, that we see uh, in the world. We believe that God is faithful. He will deliver on that promise 
And that is at the core of our faith as Christians. So isn't this a good reason? Isn't this all a good reason to shout for joy to the Lord? Um, Isn't it a good reason not just to kind of leave the world behind us as we come to worship him and we enter his gates and we come into that palace and kind of shut the world out? Isn't it a good reason actually to bring those troubles to him um, in faith uh, that he will deal with them? Um, uh, as well as bringing our joys um, uh, to him as well. Isn't that a good reason to take the time to uh, enter his gates and come into his courts, uh, to zone in uh, so that we can do that properly? As I, uh, as I finish here, there's a few questions um, to, uh, to think about. Uh, young people... A uh, very simple question. What's the minimum age limit to shout for joy to the Lord? How about that? Maybe everybody else can think, is, is there actually a maximum age limit? Interesting your answers. Um, for those of you uh, just looking into the Christian faith, um, it's good to ask, what have you got to thank God for? And it's good also to say, uh, if you have troubles, how can Jesus Christ deal with them? Those are questions that uh, there are answers to. Uh, And if it helps to discuss them with somebody uh, here, uh, then that's a great reason to have, uh, as it were, um, come into his courts uh, and to join with us. Do ask somebody. Uh, If you've been a committed Christian for a while, uh, how can uh, you prepare for worship uh, before uh, we meet each Sunday uh, and, uh, and, and make that into a an occasion of joyful praise.